Hey, welcome back. This is Lalakin and Kyle at True Self Podcast. On here, we talk about social emotional needs such as positive self-identity, connection, belonging, purpose, and emotional stability. I'm Kyle. And I'm Lakin. Today, our topic is... What was our topic? Picking your battles. Picking your battles. Yeah, and we want to talk about this because oftentimes we'll get caught up um, in a stage of fight or flight and we're picking every single battle that we can. Um, So, we thought it was pertinent. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that, I mean, you had this topic for a couple of days now, so what, what are the main things that come to mind that you think about when this, because I have a few, but I want to hear yours first. Yeah, so when it comes to picking my battles, I often, I just did a quick like outline of three different areas that I thought were important to cover as far as like picking your battles. And so the first one is just clarity on your goals, your personal goals, maybe any achievements that you're working towards. The next would be building an appropriate argument or knowing how to do that. And then making sure you stay in integrity with yourself. So along my journey, I've definitely picked way too many battles or often chose the wrong battle to choose. And that has ended in, you know, sometimes devastating results. So my intention is to just share a little bit of the stuff that I've learned uh, in order to help others along the journey and and remind myself to continue to do it. Yeah, uh, I tend to be like kind of an all or nothing person when it comes to control. And so, and at the same time, that relates to like a highly anxious or controlling tendencies sometimes that probably didn't sound right but yeah you know what I mean um and so I have to and I end up spending a lot of time thinking about or trying to even decide what I should be controlling or what is within my control and if I'm going to spend my energy trying to control it and so it's like sometimes a whole cycle of thought that and energy that goes into even managing what it is I can control and then picking the battles about what it's worth spending my time or energy on. Uh, So, you know, this is like, it also kind of goes hand in hand with surrender. Uh, The idea of surrender is like, you know, if you're not going to choose that battle, then you're going to want to somehow find a way to align your energy with whatever whatever it is because otherwise you're gonna have an like a, a resentment if you don't if you can't you know line the story up yeah you know and something else I just thought of is that it oddly has a lot to do with self-esteem for me and self-worth because what I'll do now is I'll kind of identify an argument of like is it worth all of my energy time and emotion to fight something or is it, will it just be the same if I don't, you know, what, what are the actual cause and effects? Like, what am I going to get out of it, if anything, or is anybody going to get anything out of a specific argument? And so bringing this into reality a little bit, Kyle and I find that this is a theme in our romantic relationship. It's also a theme in my family relationships and sometimes in like close friendship relationships. 
I will point out, I noticed it come up in my work relationship where it's just like, I'm seeing these little micro problems in a lot of areas and it's like, okay, so if I'm going to present something to my boss, I better make sure all my ducks are in a row and I have everything encapsulated in that overarching um, issue that I wanna present or fight on. So, if yeah. you- Yeah, so as I was like thinking about this topic, uh, what first came to mind was basically what you just said, which is, you know, I don't like to go into a battle. And I, you know, use that term very loosely, like to address a misunderstanding or something without, you know, first knowing what I want to result from the situation. Uh, you know, if you just have a reaction to what some, somebody else does, but you haven't really investigated what it is that bothers you, why it bothers you, and what you want them to do about it, or what you want to do about it, it's not really helpful for anyone, because you're just going to blow the situation up. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it is important to identify areas that are, like, causing you pain, discomfort, whether it's emotional, um, obviously if it's physical or relational, but I don't know if it's fair to say, like, you need to have a solution before you identify a problem or vocalize it, because that might get you in a situation where you're just putting things off and letting your boundaries be crossed on accident because you just don't have a solution. I know that I've done that in the past, um... And so that's something I have to watch out for. But what I would say is that clarity, like the number one point I wanted to make about choosing your, your battles is clarity on your overall direction in life, whatever you're measuring against, and then a way to adjust it. And so you have to have some sort of a system in place where it's like, okay, is this, is this a big enough battle to, to fight? Yes or no? And then why is it a battle I want to fight that aligns with your, the direction you're moving? And then how will I know if I won the argument or the fight? Like, that's super important, I think, because if you can't measure if you won or not, then are you just expressing your emotions? Like, what is the purpose of the fight? Because you can approach something, you can approach a disagreement with a calm energy or you can do it with like a resentful angry energy and so depending on what energy you go into it with can can have a lot to do with the end results right like it can result in a blow-up fight when it actually didn't need to right so that's kind of what I think yeah interesting because uh you know when I got clean I used to be the person that would always try and win um and definitely not lose you know, point out all the flaws in your argument, uh, explain why you were wrong, and, you know, not really listen at all, probably, you know. But now, uh, my goal is rarely to just just win an argument uh, when, I, when I'm at my best. You know, sometimes, like, whatever, I, I probably slip back into old habits. But, you know, if I can figure out before I even start having the conversation about what the problem is, about how our, our goals or our um, trajectory are, you know, we have the same intentions or the same goals or whatever. And for me, what I'm experiencing is not aligning with those goals. 
for X, Y, and Z, either how it makes me feel or it doesn't align with the X, Y, and Z values or whatever, then hopefully I can get you to agree with me and we can both win the argument or the, the situation and it's mutually agreeable and we can move forward uh, continuing on our same path. But I, I feel like when you say that somebody is winning, that somebody else is losing. And so, you know, um, I, I try and avoid situations where somebody has to lose um, when I want to work together with that person in the future, you know? Yeah, that's an interesting way to define it. I mean, I guess when you're using the topic, picking your battles, right? Mm -hmm. A battle in, in the description, mm -hmm. someone wins and someone loses it. <clears throat> and so as far as like, if you're in a relationship and you're both contributing ideas, it's like a brainstorming session. Let's say we list, we're trying to solve a problem about what to eat. So we both list five different ideas for dinner. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we have to pick one. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter whose idea it was. No. You know, I, I don't necessarily know, but does that mean we didn't solve the problem? I don't think so. And, and I actually do appreciate having like, one person's opinion being chosen over the other because it reminds me of individuality and uniqueness and kind of the essence of why two people get together is to have um, a larger team. And it kind of goes, it reminds me of the idea of like leadership, having um, a diverse group of people at the table right. to make decisions. You know, that's not because it's easy. That's because you cover more... Um, potential problems. Yeah, you get more experience, you cover more potential problems, uh, more life views. And so you encapsulate, you can uh, ha have a fuller solution for more people and more environments involved. So just kind of keeping that in mind that, you know, nobody said it was easy. Um, but definitely deciding for me, not how many battles I'm going to lose, but how many battles I'm going to put my energy into. Right. Because it because if I'm putting my energy into a battle, let's say with you, I'm taking that energy from something else. There's not this yeah, on the planet there's, you know, endless amount of energy, but for me personally, I only have so much energy in a day to right. use. My right. tolerance, my conditioning is just not available right. to where I can just go, 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 go. Right. And so it's like during a one given day, twenty four hours, you know, I sleep six to seven hours a day. Then I spend so much time on myself, then I spend so much time on my kids, then my work, then with you and the animals and the house. And so if I'm choosing to give more energy than what I had allocated to our relationship because I want to pick a certain battle to really drive home or, or to maintain, you know, to just basically not drop it until it's resolved, that takes energy from other areas of my life. And so it's not sustainable for me to continue to do that with every argument or with every disagreement. And it's not even in my best interest because I'm not always right. Or, or there's just a better idea that I haven't thought about, right. right? Like I may be really early in the evolution of an idea and I'm like, this is a great idea. And you might have the process of the same idea just five steps further. That doesn't hmm. mean, you know what I'm saying? So um, I just try to be open and look at my cup as as like there's only so much in my cup not that i'm you know don't have enough but it's just like i want to be smart with my resources and my energy and my time is my biggest resource and so 
you know, is, is this argument really worth so much of my cup today? I, I don't think it meets my mission. Right. And that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought it back to that because that's where I think, you know, we can all agree, I think, that uh, you don't have the energy to fight every single battle out there. You know, you're not going to change global warming today. You're not going to convince everyone to recycle today. You're not going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, the list goes on. You're not going to win every battle today. It's also super lonely to do everything yourself, you know. So. It can be, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is important, you know, it's, I guess it's, e- it's helpful to search through your, you know, values, priorities, missions, policies, or whatever um, to help you decide why this, e- why, like I said, why this is even bothering you, what it is it that you want from the other person, how hard do you think it's going to be to get that person to do that, what is the hardest part of even pick, you know, engaging the battle? Is it because the person is notoriously difficult? Is it because you're difficult? Is it because um, what you're asking is hard to accomplish? Is it because you don't even know, you know, like there's so many different reasons each of us, um, each of us struggles with our own version of this, right? Because it's different for everyone and depending on your circumstances, is it your kids? I mean, that's that's a whole nother mess, right? Because they just don't see the world like we do, you know? Um, And so, uh, that's a daily, a daily thing that I struggle with is like, all right, I got to readjust my expectations for the people around me and like, you know, just try and communicate, re-communicate, uh, all of the expectations I have, um, for all the things we have going on. To who? To everyone, everyone, you know, because if I don't, like it's me expecting projecting my expectations for myself onto other people, you know, because I can't expect everyone to just remember things the way I do. I still have to, I should, I mean, I don't always do a great job of it either. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm just saying that when I'm at my best, I'm extremely patient and I over communicate my expectations and don't assume that people remember everything we talked about. Uh, but I can get away from that. And so, you know, I have to, as, as I'm reading in this book uh, or listening to um, a book called Extreme Ownership by two Navy SEALs who, um, you know, did some crazy, amazing stuff over in Iraq. Uh, and they do leadership consulting now for, you know, all kinds of organizations. And they have these examples where they explain, you know, they come into an organization and they, you know, they try to help somebody achieve X, Y, and Z objectives. And the the managers are always like, not always, I shouldn't say always, but one example was like, uh, the manager's like, oh, these people just aren't doing the things I told them to do. I'm getting extreme resistance, da, 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 da. And, you know, what he tells them is, you know, the problem is, is you, you know, you're the leader. If you blame them, and they don't know why they're supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z, and they can't even tell you, they can't tell you why they're supposed to be doing it, how do you expect them to do it? Like, it's your job to relate the why to them. And, uh, you know, I've heard that in different books, like Simon Sinek's book, like, it's about the why, you know? And then there's another book I have that's like, you know, you explain to the people 
why you do things and then let them do the how. And so um, the point I'm getting at is when I approach a battle, uh, I always want to know why it's important to me and then also why it should be important to the other person um, because it creates a shared vision of how to, why, of why, at least why we want to achieve the goal and then, and then you can get to how to achieve that goal. Yeah, I think that for this topic, right, picking your battles, oftentimes it'll happen where I know at least in our, in our circumstances where you'll bait me on something and I don't know if it's a conscious or unconscious uh, delivery on your side, but it is, he sometimes gets me where I just kind of go in and I'm on defense mode and, and we get into an argument. But why I said that is because oftentimes for me in my past, I didn't realize that I was like picking so many battles. I had heard that term so many times and especially for my parents and I just didn't get I didn't get that until just recently when I started, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure when it clicked, but what I do know is I try not to get involved in them very often. They'll kind of present themselves to me. For example, Kyle baiting me into something that he might be irritated, frustrated, or, you know, not understanding why I'm behaving in a certain way. And so Kyle has really helped me learn how to build my arguments. And so that was the second point that I wanted to make under this topic is that building an argument for whatever battle or disagreement or boundary, basically, that you want to set, there's three main ways you can do it. One is have three facts about why, you know, it's for you, why it's on your side of the argument. Like examples? Examples of the well, behavior? Well, not examples, or... like facts. Maybe like studies, things that have like Maybe give published a story. research stories. I mean, so the point of having facts is so that you can make it not professional. Professional is not the word, but um, credible. Mm, yes. So it's all about credibility. Making three, giving three reasons why your argument is more credible than than not and then going into maybe understanding that you have a specific argument there'll probably be you know three easy arguments on yours and you can address those and offer solutions or basically minimize the way that argument stands so that it crumbles and another one would be you know just make sure you have the point in mind for your end goal Yes. You know, like, what do you want to come from it? If you're going to pick a battle, pick on someone, or try and pull the string and break a system, what do you want to achieve by doing that? Because if you're just arguing to argue, um, or you're in the debate club, like, that's cute until a certain age, and then it's not. And people will start to push you away from the group because if you show up as being more talk than you are action, it affects your integrity, which people can feel that emotional imprint of something not being truthful. Uh, and so, hmm. so there's that, but there's also, uh, papers. So building an argument is very similar to writing an essay or a paper or a persuasive paper. And the, it's called the rule of three. I actually just read about it on medium today, but it's like, just have three, three reasons, three, you know, three yeah. arguments. Yeah. It's so definitely what I was taught. 
Uh, at least three. Well, I mean, this is for the peasants. <laughs> this was in elementary school. <laughs> who did not so. go, who did not, you know. So, like, a little bit about me. I did not remember a lot of my grade school and my younger years. Before I started using drugs at a young age, I had an environment in my home that created a lot of instability. And so I created emotional detachment and a lot of my memory is just non-existent. I kind of fell through some of the cracks there, but, um, basing it off of my friends, they also (laughs) do not know how to do this. So I don't know if it's just me. Um, if you don't have anything to say about that, I can go into the third main point that I wanted to make. No, I think that was good. Go ahead. Okay, the third main point is that it just needs to be in alignment with your integrity. So if you're going to pick a battle, you just need to know that you should stand by it, whether it's small or big, no matter what. Yeah, and I think just to jump in real quick, the yeah. like another word for integrity that I like is authenticity. Uh, just because I think of integrity as like a lot about your actions. Um but authenticity is like how you believe your what you believe aligns with what you do. Who you are. Who you right? are. Right. Who you are. Integrity could be like your actions of who you are. So yeah. That those need to that's like a micro view. Every behavior, especially in an argument, should be in alignment with who you are. Um, and then a macro version is like your mission and your purpose, what you're trying to accomplish over the next year or two years. Each argument should really be in alignment with that overall macro goal of yours. Um, because if it's not, then what are you doing? Right? It's a way to do checks and balances. It's a way to reel yourself in. Um, because we all have emotional charges and, and it's tempting to let the emotional charges kind of run wild and, um, play out on some of the impulses we get. And that's fine. Everybody does it. It's just that we want to minimize the emotional uh, wreckage that we're creating for people, at least in this um, age. Yeah. <laughs> the last one would be, how does it make you feel? Like if you're going after an argument or even if you're sitting back after an argument and you're looking back at it, you know, does it make you feel better? Does it make you feel powerful? Does it make you feel sad? Do you feel like a sense of release? Are you drained? And this is more about just identifying how, what your motivation was in the time. Because often we will have motivations that are not always positive. Like, yeah. you know, something happened when we were younger and we get triggered and then we lash out and we want to make sure that person knows they're wrong. And it all has to do with, you know, that, that incident in the past. And so the way we fix that is by just addressing it. You yeah. know, we don't have to dive deep into our, our horrible pains. But as we're living life, we start asking these questions like, okay, I had a heated conversation. Like, why was I so heated? Why was I so emotional? Like, what got me going? And then, okay, like, I was pissed off. Why was I pissed off? what does this remind me of? What's the earliest memory this reminds me of? And then that's how you address it. Do I want to behave like that anymore? Yes or no? Yes. Fine. I, that's okay. No, no. The way you decide if you want to behave like that is if it aligns with your authenticity, right? If that's who you are, that's fine. Let's say here's an example of it being, uh, fine to be aggressive. Someone's getting bullied and I stand up to them. Mm. And I'm like, B, 
beep, beep, who the beep are you? Whatever. That's okay. just how it plays out in my head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I get into, you know, whether, maybe not, I, I was going to say a sprawl, but oh. Oh. <laughs> in my head, not okay, a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. I handled it. Yeah. <laughs> I won. Do I feel bad about that? You know, like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I got sucker punched a couple times in my head. That does happen occasionally. <laughs> I'm like, fucking. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, you know, am I proud of the entire process? Uh-huh. Probably not. But overall, is it in alignment with my, with who I am as a person and my values and what I stand for? Yeah, I, I believe in equality. And I think that, you know, I have some things about being picked on it when I was little, but I also think it's wrong. And so I want to set an example. And so whether I looked classy or not in my head, in this fake, you know, situation, it wouldn't really, you know, that doesn't matter so much to me. And so that's an example of me behaving in a way that has an extreme emotional charge that I am fine with. Yeah. And I, okay. So I'm hearing a couple different things, which is, and and there, I think there's a theme here, which is when you have kind of your foundation set and you're, you're, you know, you mentioned self-worth earlier, which is critical, right? And uh, we talked about it in the boundaries episode where if you don't go address these things, you know, this is, this is an example of when you have to set a boundary, like, if you don't address these things, though, they're going to eat at you on your inside and you're going to you're going to your integrity and your authenticity are going to be out of alignment with how you want, you know, your actions will not be aligning with how you want to feel about yourself. Yeah. And it you might not even notice it. You might just be so no, disconnected. It's a, creep. it's a creep. You might just be so disconnected that you can't identify that it's something that's bothering you. Right. But what you can do is you can look out at your relationships and see patterns and themes in those. Yeah. For example, like I keep attracting, you know, really mean guys or I keep attracting friends who just want me for my money. Like I just yeah. feel like I'm used in all my relationships. Like yeah. these are things that stem from Or people just want to drink with me. I don't know. You know, like <laughs> not me, but like that's like all your relationships are based on drinking. You know, that's for me that was a part of like I realized that at one point. I only have friends that I drink with. Um, and I think that's fairly common uh, for younger people, like 20s and stuff like that. I mean, I've definitely heard, you know, I've asked people, like, why do you drink? And they're like, oh, it's just what we do, you know? I mean, um, there's, it's, it's, uh, that's another topic, I think, but it's interesting with what has been going on the last couple generations and in society, how we've developed that it's hard not to expect young people to have you know stub to to use other tools such as alcohol and substances to cope with situations that are completely out of their control hmm well i don't know i was going somewhere um about the themes overall themes i said self-worth you said oh self-worth and integrity okay so um yeah, the the important thing I was going to point out is that if you don't, first, the first thing is that if you don't address these things in a way that aligns with your values, you will create new problems for yourself, right? You will either push everyone away because you're not uh, addressing things in a healthy way, which brings me to my next point, which is um, 
one way to kind of get organized, like you pointed out, which is not easy for people who haven't thought about this quite a bit, like is to do a little bit of, you know, I'll say journaling. Uh, I don't really like that word. Write, write down your thoughts. Um, it doesn't have to be all at one time. You know, you could just carry some a journal with you or you could use your notes in your phone and just, but if, you, if, it, if something hits you, you know, what is bothering me about this? And you kind of let it go for a little bit and you come back and you go, oh, oh, that's what bothers me. You write it down. You know, this is a way to create a record of either your feelings or um, what you want out of it no. or whatever. Um, you know, because if you just put it off to the side and then go distract yourself with video games, drinking, drugs, alcohol, whatever, um, and you don't give yourself a chance to kind of um, receive the answers, if you will, um, then you probably won't address it in a pro positive way. You have to give it space in your life, um, you know, whether that's through some kind of um, boredom. Often I've heard where your brain will basically solve some of these problems for you if you give it a chance. Like, don't stimulate your senses in one way, shape, or another. Just sit with yourself for a little bit. Um, but yeah, write it down. An exercise that I heard of just, gosh, I think it was last week. And tomorrow's my meeting. I'm so excited to see my women. You want to announce um, it? No. Okay. It's not that meeting. Um, oh. Anyways, so the exercise was to have a book, a journal book, right next to her bed. She's not a big journaler. She doesn't like to write. All it is for is just thoughts, like scribbles. And so in this book, she would randomly just write things in it, like this fucking bitch or blah, 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 you know, some things were anger, some things were like, oh, I'm feeling, I have this memory. And what happened, as she expressed, is that it, over about a week, she had like this sense of freedom because she was emptying out mm -hmm. all these thoughts that were on her brain and like these feelings in her heart that she didn't quite understand because she didn't have like the space. They were just clouded. Our brain is like a computer. We have to process it. Our memory gets overloaded and it doesn't know what to hold on to. And so the brain will hold on to whatever has the highest energy charge. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, like whether it's helping you or not. And so the best way to help your brain out is to have a system. It's also called the slip box. There's lots of studies about it where you're just unloading things, allowing your brain some space. You're taking some of like the, yeah. the hardship off of it and keeping it in a book. If you want to refer to it, you can, but at least it's a way to not hold it in your body and express it. So, yeah, I mean, I just meant to like get organized without trying too hard. Like if you, oh, some people don't thing? feel like trying that hard. Right. I don't know if you can actually, so I'm correct me if I'm wrong. I do not think you can get organized without trying. Uh, <laughs> if you're not organized, <laughs> it takes effort to I'm not saying organize. organize their life, just their thoughts. I think anything might be. But there's lots of, you know, good news is there's lots of different systems that are already available that you can kind of piggyback on, see what, see what and how they do them. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Not that That's... hard. It's not that hard. To be trying a little bit, just a little bit of effort. You I know, think it's better more, than nothing. 
it probably has to do with discipline a little bit more. Oh, a lot. Than a lot. Um, effort. But effort and discipline go hand in hand, I think. You can't really have one without the other. Which relates directly to the standards we have for ourselves. Like, what, what are our standards? You know, are our standards to get the most out of every conversation we have with people? Or are they just to make today really easy? You know, like, is that your standard for yourself? Because if that's your standard, then you're not going to try very hard right now. Or to deal with the people around you, um, or how you engage the world. You might not sleep that much. You might, uh, you know, you might, uh, yeah, it just, it affects how you choose to engage each individual activity you have. Like if I know that tomorrow I want to, you know, exercise, get a bunch of work done, make sure that I cook for everyone, do all these things, then I'm probably going to get a full night's sleep, you know, like, uh, but some people don't care about that. Mm-hmm. And the way it relates is like how you prepare to pick your battles is kind of a standard. It can be a standard for yourself. Yeah, I think, you know, the theme of all of our podcasts have been knowing yourself. Trying to. Knowing yourself and learning yourself. And so these are just tools and ways the easiest like the first step is just learning the language and so that's our intention on this podcast is to just give you language and thoughts or ideas that maybe you haven't heard of and just plant the seed that you know mental health is live and well um we're practicing it we're practicing having a healthy life that reflects ourselves you know how we want to have it not how other people tell us to have it what makes our hearts happy and it's very individualized and we try to embrace those differences and be aware prioritize like ourselves and our family as a unit and so yeah yeah and there is no normal there is no right way uh there is a many wrong ways um, there, well, there's a right way for you. Right. For each person, right, right. they have their own right way, and you get to figure that out. Right. Um, and so we're here to help or offer resources that can help you. So we have um, a workbook that walks you through the, like, basically the beginning learning yourself. We I have another uh, sheet that basically allows you to measure and rate your life on a regular basis so that, um, you know, I think we're starting to become this favorite saying we have is like what you don't measure, you can't be successful in. I'm not, how does it go? What you can't measure, you can't manage. Yes. So anyways, what is the topic for next? Next Next episode episode. will, the topic will be uh, living with intention, Mm -hmm. uh, which goes right along with what we're talking about right now. Yeah. I think. I'm excited for that one. I I try to practice my day in life. And if you guys are looking at getting a book, trying to figure out more about yourself or self-esteem, self-esteem is one of the main pillars that helps you build your life and your values. And so the six pillars of self-esteem is a very important book that I read continuously. Uh, and the author is by David Bransfield, I think, I believe. But the six pillars of self-esteem will, will help. So anyways, that's all I have. Uh, I will just finish with, um, you know, one thing that I think helps with not only self-esteem, but also picking your battles is deciding 
kind of who who you want to be um, in any given situation. You know, do you want to be the angry person? Do you want to be the reactionary person? Do you want to be the calm person? And then um, having your having that be part of how you choose to approach situations. And then uh, also knowing what your future, what you want your future to look like. Um, and if any, whoever you're going to pick your battle with is included in that, because that determines how you talk to that person, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think that's that's all I got on that topic. Um, you can reach us with feedback, questions, topics, or... Okay, guys, sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties in our recording, and it kind of cut off. But as usual, you can reach us at trueself.education at gmail.com. And we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye.